I'm Aeon. And I'm the Lioness. And you're listening to Box Number 512 Podcast. Grown Black Trans Woman Talk. Changing your world one conversation at a time. The show begins now. If you would like to see this episode along with other exclusive content, make sure you become a patron by going to our box number 512 podcast Patreon page where you can become a patron for as little as $5 a month. The link to the page is in the show notes for the show. So make sure you go on over there if you would like to see the episode in addition to listening to it. All right, y'all back to the show. Welcome to another installment of Box Number 512 Podcast, Grown Black Trans Woman Talk. I am your co-host, Aeon. And I'm the Lioness. So, I wanted to have a conversation today about divestment and what that means for us as Black trans women. So, um, this topic came about because I was in Clubhouse last week. Shout out to Clubhouse for providing us all of these topics. And I stumbled into a room that was moderated by mainly Black cishet men. And they were, I can't remember the title of the room, but it had something to do with divestment and how how Black women are turning on Black men for their white kings and the problem with with the problems or the issues with divestment. And in the room, it was a Black woman, a Black cis woman in there who I guess has appeared in other rooms. And she's a Black cis woman who exclusively dates white men or she has a white boyfriend. And the Black cis het men in the room and some of the whole happy Black cis women that were propping up the Black cis men were really attacking her and gaslighting her and really trying to make her feel bad for her stance of only dating white men. And usually when it's rooms like that, I can only stay in for a couple of minutes and I have to get out. It was just, it it devolved to the point of madness and confusion and people yelling over each other and people muting each other, people moving each other off the stage. So I got out the room. I have yet to run into a good clubhouse argument. I've heard tall tales, but I mean, I've heard the bickering and the cattiness, but I haven't heard the yelling yet, bitch. Like I haven't had a good rumble. No, they were yelling and it was mainly the black cis hat men like yelling and like asking her questions to kind of reinforce their massage points, but I fi- I figured that this will be a great opportunity for us to talk about what divestment is and to really talk about what it looks like in our lives. I like to think that I'm a, div- a person, I wouldn't call myself a divester, but I definitely have a divestment politic. Um, and I'm, I'm really interested in having this conversation and in the context of what it looks like for us as a Black trans women, because a lot of the divestment conversation centers around Black cis women, and I just kind of wanted us to assert ourselves in this conversation, because I think even in prior conversations on our podcast, we've kind of alluded to 
the need to divest from not necessarily black cis men, but like BL culture um, in order to save ourselves, in order to give ourselves peace of mind. So I, and this is a legitimate movement. I've seen YouTubers, mainly black cis women, make videos about this topic. And now it's really becoming a thing. So I, I pulled up an article on uh, Medium, and it's just a, a basic overview of um, what divestment is, right? So divest, a movement for Black women. And this was published uh, in August of 2020. What is divestment? Divestment is simply Black women choosing to put our needs in womanhood first, it is not giving access to any individual group cause or agenda that does not uplift Black women and our image. This also includes other Black women as well. Furthermore, divesting has absolutely nothing to do with censoring men of any race. It is a movement about raising personal standards and taking any man, race, or group off the pedestal and replacing them with ourselves. Um, there seems to be a lot of confusion surrounding what exactly divesting is and who it's for. So to set the record straight and so that we are very clear, this movement is for, started by, and exclusive to Black women. Um, it seems that every time Black women start something, it always manages to get co-opted and convoluted by other parties. That stops today. As Black women in 2020, we will no longer allow the kumbaya, all-inclusive energy that has traditionally permeated Black women's spaces. Today, we get on cold by centering our own self-interest as important. For some, this might be offensive, but that's fine because Black women are done being bullied into staying in our place and going along with the status quo. We are done expecting less while doing the most. Ooh. More than ever, Black women have options. Options in terms of careers, dating, mating, choices, where we live, who we listen to, and who we deem valuable. But more often than not, Black women choose to be boxed into narratives that put us last in our own story. And in some cases, even as the butt of a, the joke. The divest movement is about centering Black women front and center. Divestment is saying no to, be to being relegated to the sidelines or being a B player in someone else's story. It's about being a headliner. And it's some more stuff, and I will, it's some more stuff, but I won't keep reading. Um, but I think I said enough for us to get the basic idea, the, just the basic general idea of what divestment is in relation to Black women and this Black movement. And a lot of the conversation that was in that club, clubhouse room, a lot of the Black cishet men made assumptions that if you were a quote-unquote divester, that you hated Black men, that you put white men on a pedestal, and, <laughs> right, and that, and that you were broken, and that you had severe trauma in your childhood, and you're taking it out on Black men, and that we, you know we're men bashers and all of this these other things so it i don't know it it really made me want to have this conversation and also kind of define for myself how i see myself in relation to um being a divester and or having a divestment a, a divest a divestment politic 
for me, as somebody that operates um, in the divestment mindset, I do move through the world as a Black trans woman. I do center myself. I do value myself um, in terms of my career, my safety, my health. And it, it and it's taken me a long time to get there because a lot of the choices that I, I made early in my womanhood sit, did center around prioritizing men that didn't give a damn about me. But it, because I have a divestment politic, it doesn't mean that I'm anti-men. It doesn't mean that I'm not attracted to men. It doesn't mean that I only prefer white men, nor does it. Um, nor does it mean that I have the assumption that white men are going to treat me any better than black men. I think what it means for what it means for me personally is that I only choose to engage with people that treat me in a way um, that shows that they value me and shows that they respect me in a high regard and that I settle for nothing less. And also, I think it shows up in the fact that I'm okay not partnering, um, not settling for less. I'm okay with um, building a life by myself and waiting until I find that person or just being content being by myself. And uh, I think somebody in the room said, you know, for so long, Black women have been told that we don't have any options. And that's just simply not true. Uh, we have so many options that, of course, culturally, people don't teach us about and people don't tell us about, but we have options to do things differently. And we're not waiting on any man, whether they be Black, white, Latinx, Asian, we're not waiting on them to value us or we're not waiting for them to um to give us this quality of life when we've all when we've always had the power we've always had the um, innate ability to do the things for ourselves and create the type of lives that we want and have um love on our own terms so that that's just how i, I don't i don't feel that divestment is this horrible thing but i do feel is that um divestment makes a lot of men uncomfortable and i i just think men are uncomfortable, especially in this particular time, especially in the wake of like the Me Too movement, even in the wake of like the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, I think men are more aware now than ever that we don't need them to have great and fulfilling lives. And we are willing to divest and walk away from your bullshit and leave you to your own devices. And I think that makes a certain type of man go crazy. Like it's literally, like we're literally seeing them reacting to women, particularly black women and even black trans women. You, we're seeing them reacting to us choosing ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, and to me, seeing them in that clubhouse room, like just, like just be so. Like, it's not funny because that stuff does turn into violence for women outside of Clubhouse, but it was kind of like, again, like the like the people at that Capitol building, the white people that's scared because, you know, they're losing their white supremacy. Seeing these men re like react to Black women just seeing it for themselves is really driving them crazy. That is interesting. So is, what, what are your thoughts on the divestment movement? 
So I would, I, you know, I am not surprised by the response of men that feel like this is a, a radical departure because in a way it is, it is radical and powerful to me that black women are now beginning to see beyond that fog of lies that has been told that we're supposed to invest always, that we at all costs must, must, must tolerate all kinds of behaviors, that we have to have infinite levels of patience and understanding, that we must do it all and carry it all with a smile and be willing to suck dick on the command. And what I respect immensely about this movement that I've just heard of, thank you for introducing, is that it centers self-care. And I feel like in our community, particularly Black folks, Black women never have the opportunity to self-care. As a matter of fact, the expectation is that you care for other people. In our community, it's very common to hear people say things like, oh, you better have you a daughter. Because the son ain't going to do nothing for you. And the mentality behind that is women are required to fully investigate, even from their birth order, from them even being born, there's this expectation that they will eventually become caretakers for this family. Don't get me wrong. I do respect the, the power in a matriarchy if it comes with the benefits. The problem is, is that we're forced into these, these matriarchal positions that then even with all of the weight of having to carry the responsibilities of being a matriarch, you're still denigrated and denied and minimized and marginalized and told that your values, your opinions don't matter and that your value in your how you feel is the, is the least valuable part of you. Your feelings are the least valuable. And I love that this recenters the conversation around Black women's wellness. So that I really fully respect. The second thing I think is very interesting here is the men's reaction. So I am not surprised that they reacted the way they reacted. One, because I believe that patriarchy is still alive and well, misogyny is alive and well, but particularly black men are have for very for somewhat, you know, justifiable reason, are very insecure about feeling challenged and very insecure about feeling judged and very insecure about feeling unsupported and i do understand how in the larger society black men can feel that way but black women a lot of our trauma a lot of our pain a lot of the things that have caused the ptsd that we walk around with have not been done by the ominous white man but by the men in our own community and so I think it is very radical for women to finally buck this norm of silent suffering to actually speak. But I also also see how this can be seen as an attack to niggas that, ain't, that are not used to anything but the status quo. And I love that in 2021 that is being shaken up. And I, for the men that are listening right now, divestment in you is not saying that no one doesn't love you. But it's like throwing, it, it's like any investment, you don't throw good money after bad. What it's saying is, is analyzing a situation for the best risk versus reward and, and looking at people for what they can bring to the table, not what you imagine they're going to bring and making an honest assessment and an analysis of who they are and then saying, 
this is something I want or this is something I don't want. What y'all not used to is us really requiring our brains to you be used to analyze you. You want to be able to just say, I'm a man, I got a dick, and you, and you want to be, and I'm that nigga, and you're supposed to support black men. Now we are saying we've reached this level in our lives where we understand our power. We've reached this level of economic freedom. We've been the matriarchs. We're still having your children. We're still doing all this stuff. And in return now, we demand respect. And that's not something y'all used to. But get with the program. This is 2021, baby, and we never going back. Yeah, yeah, and I, I like the point that you brought in. It doesn't mean that we don't love you. It doesn't mean that we don't want your liberation. Like, no shade. I want the liberation for a Black man. I want the abolition of the prison system because I know how it also impacts Black women, but how it severely blacks, black, uh, impacts Black cis men. I love that. I want that for all of us. I'm just choosing not to be an intimate relationship with you, bitch, because I still want to live and breathe at the end of the day. Like, we, like if we want to bring statistics into it, Black women, including Black trans women, one of the leading causes of death for us is intimate partner violence. And I just think we have to be, I think we have to be real about a lot of the risks that we take um, being, being proximately connected to Black cis men. Like, I think we have to have a real conversation about that and a real assessment of that. Go ahead, sis. Shout out to my good, to, to, the, to the quote unquote good guys out there. Because there's a way in which some of you niggas out here claim to be good guys, but you don't, and you get mad. And I hear men saying all the time for the good guys, quote unquote. And I'm doing air quotes because that's yet to be determined for many of you. However, for the good guys out there, there are a lot of you supposedly saying, well, I can't get a girl attention because they always focusing on these niggas that's out here toxic. You know, niggas that ain't got no money. We see the memes. We see what you've been saying. And why can't it be that we're deciding to take our advice? And if that cancels out some of you, oops. Okay? Because there's a lot of judging of Black women for the decisions that they make to love you, to still love you. I hear a lot of Black women being judged for having trifling baby daddies when that trifling baby daddy is your uncle, when that trifling baby daddy is your cousin, when that trifling baby daddy is your homeboy, nigga. So while you sitting here judging this woman, look at this culture around you and the men around you that are failing black women. Because there's a way in which I see this conversation and I hear men getting all ruffles and buttholes getting tight around the idea that we're telling you in this moment, we expect better of you. And the reason why what we're doing for you good guys out there, we're clearing the field of these negative toxic energy and we're trying to focus on you. And what we need in return from you, from you, is not to judge us for now having the, even though, because the reality of it is we still have been impacted by our experiences with these other niggas. So now that we're turning our way, I'm away from these other niggas, be ready to get a, to get women now investing in you that are now demanding that you have the emotional maturity to define what your reality is. Be prepared that we now have the expectation for you good guys that you are doing the work. Because see, we're doing the work now. We're actually cutting off the toxicness. So for those of you that think this is about you, it probably is. You probably might be that toxic nigga if you, this conversation about divesting from the things that are tearing us down offends you. 
It probably should. But if it's not you for the good niggas out here, for you dudes out here that are, are upstanding, that are trying to invest in black women, because see, that's the other side. Also, with divestment, what we're expecting from black men is investment in us. We're divesting from bullshit, but we're also, we're also still invested in your lives. We still are the mothers of your children. We still are the matriarchs of your family. We still, in a lot of cases, are the breadwinner. And in return from this divestment from bullshit, what we're asking from you is an investment in our success, in our benefit. Start considering us and not your pockets and your pussy and your dick and whatever you want to stop considering yourself and start considering us. Because what we're doing is what we're saying is we're going to give that same energy, baby. If you're not investing in me, I'm not investing in you. I'm di divesting from energy and from people that aren't going to serve me. My favorite motto is I will... You don't it, never make somebody else a priority when they only make you an option. And that's what we're saying. We're no longer prioritizing you when we're clearly an option because you don't mind going to the Latinas and telling them they're more beautiful than us. You don't mind going to the white skin, white skin. You don't mind, I mean, to the, to the light girls. You don't mind going to the exotics. You don't mind going to all these other cultures to hold them up as the standards of beauty. So what we're saying is, is in return for the shade, we're going to tell you, okay, you're not a nigga I'm going to invest in, period. Right. And what, what was the point I wanted to... Oh, I had a point that I wanted to uh, to make. Um, and also, I am i don't get mad about men getting mad or getting upset because I know that there are Black cis men in particular who are really doing the work to decolonize their mind around a lot of this. Gotta give a shout out to Let's Talk Abroad podcast. Um, I listen in to the episodes on the podcast from time to time. Definitely Black cis hat men that are really um, doing the work and cultivating space among Black men. Um, and they have book club. Like I be, I be watching from afar, the man's spaces for them and they need their space to work through that shit. But I, I live for seeing that there's also this new wave of Black cis men that want to um, work through their shit and be better for the Black woman and community. I live for that. Also, there's another program called Prison Feminism that was actually started in a prison and now it's an actual... like So there are, like, when, guy, when guys try to act like it's so overwhelming or it's something that they can't do, it's already men out here doing the work. And I'm pretty sure it's other um, entities and organizations that are um, doing the work that folks can tap into. You just have to be looking for it. You, ha you have to want to be better. You have to want to bring more um, to the table. And we're not beholden to just support you because you're a Black man. No, that, like, that's, that can be harmful to us. That can be deadly to us. And honey, yeah. I just want, I, I deserve to have a quality life, even if it means that I'm not in relationship with you, and that's okay. I'm interested to know, and this is a part I want to talk about. So as someone in a relationship, think about the power of also, because there's a way in which there's also the assumption that divestment means that you're, di you're, you're saying, I, I am not dating these group of people. I, there was a, I feel like this is an important conversation, even for the wives and the partnered women out there. Because there's an assumption that because I've made a choice to be with you, that I have to tolerate 
any and everything for the entire time that we're together and all that shit I signed up for by saying I want to be with you or I want to live with you or I want to marry you. I think that logic is tired. I I see that it is rooted in misogyny, is rooted in this like massage noir, this I this white this white patriarchal idea that that somehow you because you're a man are entitled to this infinite amount of forgiveness and patience. You can have babies on me. You can mistreat me. You can do whatever. I want to say for the women that are in partnerships right now, this is particularly important for us because we are the unspoken group of people out there that are not empowered in, in this society we live in to really have a voice and still be considered a good wife or still be considered a good partner. Like, I respect my single sisters that are out here that are out here fighting that fight. And I respect my married sisters out here fighting the fight for our voices to be heard. But particularly this divestment conversation, I know too many women that are tolerating men that are bringing loads of bullshit into their lives constantly. Over and constantly, like this toxic cycle of good times and then this inevitable bad, and the good times and the bad, and the good times are great and the good times are wonderful. But if you are find yourself in a relationship that is toxic and it's cyclical, and, and you find yourself in a rut, it is okay for you to divest and take care of yourself. That doesn't necessarily mean leaving, maybe divestment means. Until me and you have a certain, we need to go, I'm going to divest from this dysfunction and we're going to invest in therapy or we're going to divest from the way we're behaving right now and we're going to invest in other strategies. But something has to change. And I feel like for Black women, our voices are the most silent when we're supposed to be the most protected silenced when we're supposed to be protected. And, you know, um, there's a larger conversation going on in the media now about like Meghan Markle and the whole, whole idea that there's this, there's, there's oppression of a woman's voice. That really happens in black communities. And that's why we don't talk about our rapes. That's why we don't talk about our sexual assaults. That's why we don't talk about our intimate partner violence, because there's this deeper narrative of, I need to protect this and as a black woman i gotta protect my man so we're divesting from the bullshit fellas and for the ladies that are in relationships it is okay to divest you are not a bad wife or a bad person because you choose it to choose yourself and your family's future because like like they tell you when you get on the plane you can't save anybody until you put the mask on for yourself yes i um I don't know. I look forward to seeing how this movement evolves and shapes and um, just how it takes on new, just how it takes on new lives. And I think how it, how to spark further awareness and black women to realize like, Hey bitch, I have been complicit in this and I want better for myself. I just, or not even better. I just, I'm just now aware that I had more options than I thought I did. And even, even like relating it to transness, just knowing that I have more options to think about my transness than this um, like super binary way where I'm performing womanhood, but I'm not acknowledging my transness and I'm, and I'm participating with allowing men to deny my, to the, deny and dishonor my transness. And right. like 
how, you know, how am I being better as a person? How am I being better as a woman? How am I really inviting these intimate partners into the fullness of who I am as a person? Um, I, I also, I also think it's a, it's another conversation about how we um, establish and uphold the boundaries for ourselves as women um, that so many people take for granted. Boundaries, 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 boundaries. I think that's the key thing. Y'all not used to boundaries and that's okay, fellas, but boundaries are the new thing now. Get used to it. The Me Too movement is that's a that's a that that's a movement that's about boundaries but this divestment movement is particularly about black women and their need to set them and enforce them and i'm i am pro that here at box number 512 podcast grown black trans women talk we live for that and trans women let's take a double dose of this information thank you so much um aeon for bringing that up today because we really need to hear that particularly us Cause we really sometimes because of our need of affirmation and the traumas that we've been through, sometimes we can be even just even desensitized to the bullshit. So I'm glad that this movement is something that exists. And I feel like trans women, we need to align ourselves with it. And this is again, fellas, this ain't about you. If it ain't about you, but if it's about you, then yeah, we talking about you, nigga. It's time to do better. Cause we divest. And, and I think uh, speaking to that trans piece, I know for me, I had to stop telling myself the lie that if I love myself like in a fierce and radical way and I accepted myself for the fullness of who I am that I was going to be alone. Ooh. Like I like I had to I had to stop telling myself that. Man, you know, unpack that a little bit, sis. That's deep. That's actually deep. No, it, I think it again, it relates to the insidiousness of um cisness and internalized transphobia, where I'm ultimately performing my womanhood so I can be partnered. And that if I, um, calling back to a previous episode we did, if I talked about my genitalia, my penis, or even if I just talk about my transness or I talk about my work, that would alienate my partner and make them not want to um, be with me. So, so for the early part of my transition, I was silent or I felt uncomfortable talking about it. And also it generated that negative self-talk that if I talked about these things, I would be alone. And I, I had to evolve to grow out of telling myself that lie and also be open to the option that I'm not alone because I have relationships in other forms. Even if I don't have a romantic partner, I have friendships, I have sisterhood, I have my relationship with my mom and certain family members. You know, I have my career, I have my, you know, personal, like, I, like, a lot, like, being a, just because I don't have a romantic relationship does not mean I'm alone. And the power of words and the power of language and the power of the things that we tell ourselves are really important. And again, going back to the divestment thing, you have to be open to the fact that there are different options on the table that we haven't even um, thought of. Or think about how, think about even on the quest of finding a man, how shitty we are to our girlfriends and our sisters and how we're not really putting as much of ourselves into those relationships or even your relationships with your family because you're trying to chase men. You're trying to put this investment in men who aren't even putting a cent back into you and you're doing it to the detriment of the other people around you who are likely going to be there for you and hold you down 
um, in ways that, you know, a lot of men are just starting to awaken to the fact that they need to do that. But back in the day that, you know, they haven't really done it. So I don't know. It's to me, I think it's really powerful to know that we as black women and black trans women, that we have options to um, see stuff differently. Exactly. Um, one thing I want to I want to say that that I that I think is um, relevant to this conversation is the need is is something that you said around. Damn, I forgot my thought now. Um, it was about oh yes, it was about. I love how um, what you said. You I forgot, girl. I'm sorry. What about op- what about options or telling myself the lie? Oh, 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 oh. Center. Yes. So um, I want to say um, you it was, finish what you was about to say. I feel like you were about to remind me about how I had to how I was how I I propped up the lie because I didn't want to be alone. There we go. Because being alone means that you're not a woman and see and that's something that's even bigger is the bigger problem and the reason why this really goes out to all black women we have to stop allowing the bull the bull the the bullshit idea that your womanhood is defined by your ability to attract maintain a man and or a relationship like there is you are we have to start defining and i love that i feel like this is the direction we're going where femininity womanhood how we be is starting to be defined independently and not compared to anything like so often in the world in the way we look at women femininity it's the softer it's the comparison it's not something that stands alone which is why women excuse me men don't often take our sexuality seriously or even and 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 why you know it's okay for two lesbians to to fuck around because women's sexuality isn't as important to men as it is to them about their own. So what I find interesting is is this shift in the narrative towards this idea that femininity does not need masculinity to exist in its fullness, and that's powerful to me. And um, I feel like we need to get there for really for real trans people because from my sister's story of talking about what it was to be a younger trans woman and have those expectations that is all of our experiences for many of us i will say that is a very common experience for us to feel like there has not only do we have to be a type of girl but there's a certain type of dude and we have to engage in a certain type of way and this has to feel a certain way look a certain way and it's all about these roles that have been placed on us and so what i find dope about divestment is is it really does say yo if you're not if you're not bringing me what i need i'm just fuck you and i'm still a woman and i'm okay and i'm and and, and that's what the whole point is so shout out to the divestment movement and thank you for introducing this topic rihanna for sure i think this has been an episode girl if you, our listening audience, have any thoughts or reactions to the divestment movement or this conversation, please feel free to write into us at box number five soul podcast at gmail.com. Our email is listed in the show notes for the show. But until next time, this is been- I- go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Sign off. This has been another episode of Box Number 512 Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to all of our platforms, including Patreon and YouTube. Shout out to our Patreon subscribers. We love you. And if you would love to see us on YouTube, our content is there as well. This has been another episode of Box Number 512 Podcast, Grown Black Trans Woman Talk. And I am one of your co-hosts, The Lioness.
And I am Aeon. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Box Number 5's podcast, Grown Black Trans Women Talk. And don't forget to become a patron on the Box Number 512 Patreon page, where we have all new exclusive content. And also, don't forget to follow us on our social media, on our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook pages. And also, become a subscriber on our YouTube page. Until next time, bye. Bye.